Hello, everyone. Today, uh, we're Community Soulful, and we are speaking with Emily Wanstroth. She's a therapist that owns her own practice. And what we are going over today is, should I see a therapist? So we're interviewing an actual therapist on, should I see a therapist? Hey, Emily, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. So let's definitely get started. Uh, I know that everybody seems to have a general idea of what therapy is, and that's talking to someone who's a professional about things that you have going on in your life. But when it comes to therapy, what are some benefits of seeking therapy? Yeah, so I obviously think there's a ton of benefits from therapy. Um, And one thing in particular is just having a safe space that you can go, um, have a confidant that you can kind of be totally vulnerable with, Um, talk to them about things you might not feel comfortable sharing with your loved ones um, and also have a place that's just non-judgmental. So um, we as therapists really pride ourselves on providing a very safe and non-judgmental space for people. And so you never have to be afraid about your therapist judging you or questioning your decisions or how you're feeling. Great. I do love that, that no judgment right there. It's hard to find friends and family even that don't judge you. Uh, Also, I like confidentiality. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a huge benefit, right? Um, And what keeps some people from seeking therapists? I mean, usually there's, there's a huge hesitation around seeing therapists. I know for me, um, one of my friends were talking to me and they, and they said, I don't want to see a therapist because I'm afraid my job will find out or they'll think I'm crazy or so is that, is that, is that common? What are some reasons why people might not seek out a therapist? Yeah, I definitely think there's stigma around mental health and therapy in general, kind of like you mentioned, people think, um, oh, I don't want to go to therapy because I'm going to be seen as crazy or, oh, I'm not crazy enough. I don't need a therapist. Right. And so they kind of invalidate themselves like, yeah, I'm going through a hard time, but so-and-so has it way worse than me. So I'm just going to keep on trucking along and try to do this myself. So I definitely think the stigma is a big piece of it. And then also just people not thinking that it's bad enough yet, right? Like it's not, I'm not at a crisis yet. So I don't, I don't really need to see a professional. And then also I think another big misunderstanding of therapy is just the cost. I think a lot of people assume it can be really expensive, um, but there are ways that you can um, do it. So it's affordable and there's other resources. So a lot of employers have employee um, assistance programs. You can also go through your insurance um, and a lot of private practices, mine included, we accept like health savings accounts. So that's another way you can pay for it, um, which people don't always realize. Yeah, that is, uh, that's definitely noted. I know that I actually, my my job is, is great. And the fact that everybody that works at my company is entitled to to see someone. Um, so I've been using that, but but I was actually on the phone with one of my aunts yesterday and she was talking to me about how she had to see a therapist and, and back in the 1980s, it was $250 per hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Just the going rates for actual therapists. And I know like for psychiatrists, I, I have- someone in my family that has bipolar disorder and they're seeing a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist has been seeing them for years for, for actual years. And it's, I I believe $400 a session. Yes. Psychiatrists tend to be way more expensive because they can prescribe medication. Right. So they tend to be very expensive. Mm -hmm. Right. Psychiatrists. I gotta think about that. Yeah. Um, I know when it comes to, to therapists that there's, a huge variety, the general being group therapy, 
um, couples therapy, and then individual therapy. Then there's different therapists, like sex therapists, grief counselors. So how do you know what therapist is right for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of starts with the search for the therapist, right? And so kind of my tip for a lot of people is Psychology Today is a great place to start. Um, And it's an online directory of all therapists. And you can actually filter and search for kind of what topic you're looking for or what set of values you're kind of looking for in a therapist. So whether you're looking for a male or a female, um, if you need insurance or not, and then specialty. So maybe someone who specializes in in anxiety or postpartum anxiety or PTSD, um, things of that nature. So I actually had no idea about that. Um, Psychology Today, that's uh-huh. a website. It's it- Yeah, so it's an online directory of therapists. So we as therapists have to pay a fee to kind of be on there. It's a monthly okay. fee and we can kind of advertise for ourselves. So um, many therapists utilize that resource. Oh and God, that's often, awesome. yeah, usually if you, if you just Google therapists in my area, Psychology Today will almost always pop, pop up first. Yeah, I just, I actually just Googled it and I found it yeah. and that's so friggin' awesome. I don't know if you can see my phone. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But wow, um, I love that. That's, I, I'm so happy that you brought that up because now I just learned something. Good. Yeah, it's a great resource. Um, many of my clients find me through that and just, you know, find therapists in general because you can have a profile it has a picture of the therapist and it kind of does a little blurb about them. So you can kind of get a good sense of who they are. Right. Right. I like that. Thanks so much for that. And I know that before we started recording, we were talking a bit about your practice and the things that you specialize in what you do. And interesting, interesting, interesting fact about Emily here is she specializes in therapists going to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) How awesome. Um, So, I mean, I, I personally believe everyone should have a therapist. A therapist is not a paid friend. It's a professional that's helping you. Right. So um, what, but those professionals are also people and we tend to overlook that. Um, So can you talk more about how do therapists deal with their lives and their careers and how do they really just work with other professionals in order to keep their mental health in check? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that therapists, we're human, right? We're people just like, you know, we're just like you guys. So um, we have our own emotional stuff that we have to deal with sometimes, right? So we're taught really in school and graduate school, um, the importance of kind of checking in with ourselves and knowing kind of what our trigger points are and what are some things that are maybe unresolved within ourselves so that we can kind of put that self aside, that stuff aside. So during session, if those things come up, we're able to kind of check ourselves and not bring it into the therapy session. So one of the things I think a lot of therapists pride ourselves on is being really um, having good self-awareness. And so that's kind of the first step. And, and sometimes that requires, you know, us going to a mental health professional to help with that in the beginning, you know, just kind of uncovering what those things might be. Um, so then once we do that work, you know, we're able to kind of just have a good foundation of the non-biases and not really having our own baggage that we bring into therapy, but then life happens, right? We have our own stressors that happen. And so it's extremely difficult to be emotionally available for our clients and we ourselves have our own internal turmoil happening, right? So that's where therapy can come in for therapists. Um, 
So I know, you know, not only just being a human being and having stressors, but then also kind of the vicarious trauma that can happen with our, with our job of hearing people's um, horrific stories day in and day out. And so sometimes that can wear on us too. So I think it's definitely essential for a therapist to have their own um, therapy sessions for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine, I can imagine, I mean, I'm, I'm not a therapist. I'm only a mental patient. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but, but even being a person is so hard. And I, you know, some days I, after work, I come home and I, and I hear, you know, my family complaining and stuff. And I just think, oh my God, I already went through a full day of listening to people complain. I can't do this anymore. So just being a regular person for me is hard enough. I can't imagine actually having to, you know, go through that motion um, it takes a special kind of person and an incredible mental fortitude, absolutely. And I, I do like that you bring up that before in your training, they make you you speak with someone to resolve certain parts of yourselves because so many so often do we think that we have everything figured out. And like even now working in my career, I sometimes I truly believe like, oh, I, I know everything. There's nothing more for me. Like I everything is already perfect in check. And just to know that it's actually a requirement that a therapist goes to therapy is, it's like, wow. Yeah. On yeah. The I mean, side of the couch is, is cool. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. And um, I just think it's something that everyone should do at least once in their lifetime. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think that everyone should have their own therapist personally. Yeah. I, I mean, totally agree. It's got to be made more available and more affordable. Like we need to figure it out because mental health is definitely overlooked. And, you know, just like speaking with you today and hearing about the psychology today, like how come nobody, how come nobody told me about that before? <laughs> but, right. But yeah. if somebody right now is, is listening to our podcast and they're actually in between going to therapy and not going to therapy, what's the best piece of advice that you could give them or what would you say to them that you'd like them to know in order to make a a full decision? I mean, just quite simply, I would say you're worth it. I mean, what do you have to lose? Let's say you try therapy and it it doesn't, it's not a good fit initially. And um, that's something I I didn't really touch on, but it's so important to find a therapist that you mesh well with. Um, Not every therapist is going to be the same. And so it really is about that individualized fit. Um, So let's say you go to therapy, it doesn't work out. Don't give up. Keep try try until you find another therapist. Um, That's not uncommon for people to try, you know, one or two or three different therapists throughout their life. That's a normal thing. So it it doesn't say anything negative about you that you went to therapy and you didn't like your therapist or you didn't feel like it was a good fit. That has nothing to do with you as an individual. Um, So you're worth it. Definitely invest in yourself. I mean, your mental health is so important. And if you're not good, if you're not in a good mental spot, then everything else in your life is going to be impacted in, in a negative way. Yeah. That's so true. I'm actually going to post a quote this week and it's like self-love will save you, but Mm -hmm. really scratch that self-awareness, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, and too, I like self-love. I really am big on, um, helping people kind of learn to love themselves first so that they can build the confidence they need to live, um, the life that they deserve. And that's kind of, that's kind of my like mantra that I recite to myself. And that's kind of how I treat all of my clients is really helping them love themselves first and have the confidence so that they can do whatever they want to do in life. 
Yeah, absolutely, Emily. And I think that also, um, I'm glad that you brought that up. And I'm glad that you said, like, that's my mantra. Because, you know, my mantra is be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that was a quote by Gandhi that I wrote in my yearbook that I never forgot. But it's so it's so important to have things that you realize you live for, you live by, that you want people to know, that you want people to take away from when they meet you. And the self-love mantra to me is so important and because it's so hard. Nobody really seems to have it. I mean, for the longest time ever, I never had self-love. And because of that, I was just repeating bad mistakes or going back to horrible relationships or, or keeping people in my life that I shouldn't have and not seeking the help that I needed because I was thinking exactly what you said. Oh, well, somebody has it worse oh, well, I'm being, I, I, I need to get over myself or, oh, all we're going to do is talk about, oh, how do you feel? Um, so I, I do like that you brought that to light. I think it's, it's important that you have a mantra and that you live by it and the self-love. I didn't know that was your mantra before we mm-hmm. started talking and, and got rolling on this interview, but I think that's awesome. I think a lot of people um, needed to hear that and also need to be aware of you have to love yourself in order to have successful relationships. Yes, definitely. I wholeheartedly believe in that. That is awesome. Well, that's going to conclude our podcast. I'm going to have all of Emily's information on the Community Soulful Instagram page. And Emily, you're absolutely okay if people reach out to you and need to use you as a resource moving forward. Am I right? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, perfect. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Emily, and hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Sure thing.